0: My name is Louise Gardner and I'm the Founder and Managing Director of Pledge Consulting and, of course, the host of the PMO and Project Leadership Podcast. This short series is titled the PMO Masterclass. I'm going to be talking to PMO leaders from around Australia and the world uh, and trying to find out what are the common elements in PMO success. The PMO Masterclass series is sponsored by Pledge Consulting's new Elevate programme a five-month professional development program designed to take project and PMO professionals to the next level of their career. In this episode, I'm going to be talking to Sydney-based PMO leader Alex Floro on the path she's taken into PMO leadership, and she's going to be kind enough to share some of the challenges she's faced uh, along the way. Without further ado, let's cut to it. Okay. All right. So today I'd like to welcome Alex Flora. Uh, Alex is an experienced PMO leader with over 35 years of experience, mostly across finance and telco. Alex is really very passionate about performance improvement and leading teams both in a business context and in a sporting context too. And I'm I'm very keen to hear a little bit more about the parallels between those two worlds. She's based here in Sydney, Australia. And I'm delighted she's agreed to be part of the PMO Masterclass Series. So without further ado then, Alex, welcome to the podcast. And why don't we start at the beginning, really keen to understand what's, what got you interested in, in PMO and, and where it all started for you.
1: Yeah, well, so I, I guess uh, before PMO, I, I've, I've been in project delivery for for 25 years, as, as, as you mentioned. Um, I started off as as a project manager. So for the the first sort of 15 years, I spent my time in, you know, that sort of hardcore delivery, you know, business, tech, transformation and progressively sort of, you know, leading larger teams of people as I got a little bit more experienced. And I I guess it was a little bit of an accident getting into project management. So in a previous life, I had another career. Um, So into project management and really enjoyed the fact that, you know, it was just working with teams of people and different mindsets and different challenges and coming up with a solution and, and really sort of gathering as a team to go on a journey and deliver, deliver stuff so 15 years of that and and I guess through that sort of delivery experience you know the day-to-day of how can I work more effectively how can we how can the team deliver something a little bit more quickly we've got constraints with whether it's budget or resources or risks etc and always trying to sort of think you know how better can I do this and so 15 years of, of that sort of experience and it was actually pointed out uh, by a, a leader where I was working at the time and they were looking uh, for someone to head up, Head up. A, it was a PMO with a decent-sized portfolio um, and, and a team that had been together for, you know, the best part of 10 years. Um, they had very, very specific ways of doing stuff um and so just that that opportunity I thought sure you know I've I've done the delivery thing and you know with a passion for performance improvement and, and just doing things a little bit smarter I guess I applied some of that sort of uh those principles in a new environment you know sort of really um tapping into the, the know-how of the PMO people that were specialists, they had dealt with specific, you know, delivery people for, for many years. And, and sort of so benchmarking stuff that was working well and then looking for opportunities to improve. And so you know the, the journey really in the last 10 years has been okay, you know, we're adaptive, we're listening, we're partnering. Um, how how can we improve how can we enable you know the delivery community to sort of do more with less
0: yeah i got a, a you you gave a little wry smile when you talked about that first pmo role and you said how how they've been together as a group for quite a long time um could you can you talk more about that what was uh, that 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 was obviously triggered something in you that uh, gave you a, a memory either either good or, or not so good well, well, it was it was somewhat like you know an alien landing on
1: Mars, you know, um, or, or you know a human landing on Mars, and it was just like oh, you know, this person comes from the other side, and you know she's she's going to be you know asking for things, and and I guess I'd like to say that I was absolutely delighted that within a week. Um, you know, the team was sort of like bouncing ideas and sort of, you know, helping me on on the journey of learning how they were sort of supporting and enabling and how as as a PM, as, you know, someone that led teams of people to try and do things as effectively as possible, the sorts of learnings that, you know, I was bringing to the table. So together, you know, we, we we crafted a really good sort of approach for, for two and a half years beyond that, you know. But it, it was a little bit like, oh, we've got someone from the dark side coming in and they were really quiet, the team were really quiet for the first few days, you know. Um, and, you know, I was like, well, they're not behaving like, you know, typical delivery folk that are just <laughs> like was in a china shop in, in some regard yeah. so um it was a really interesting marriage um and you know really from that first
0: week I, I was hooked wow so i often say that it can take six months to get value from a from a pmo team either a new pmo team or if you're coming in as a new person to give it a bit of a shake up generally it doesn't happen you don't get too much in a week so that sounds like it was a real trigger point
1: yeah it was you know and and i guess it was always well you know don't look at me as to what we should be doing what what do you guys think you know uh, and so we started for instance we had a portfolio report that would be done monthly and tabled with the leadership team you know and it was a 15 page powerpoint presentation and it had all these like you know pieces of data, some related, some, you know, I'm thinking, how does this kind of tell a story, you know? And just in my travels, in talking with the execs, it's like, well, what what do you absolutely need to see, you know, in this report? And so we crafted, we went from a 15-page PowerPoint presentation to a dashboard with the critical, and it was probably four key components that the execs, that the stakeholders wanted to see. And, you know, we went about and we had to tweak some of the systems. We we needed to sort of delve into new data fields that we weren't sort of tapping into to sort of bring together information that was relevant for a
0: specific sort of forum. And how did that go down? Because that's a common thing. You know, sometimes executive teams, senior leadership, think more is more. Uh, and there can be a bit of a shock when you take the 15 pages away and and bring a one pager so I'm sure you've encountered that more than once in your career but but can you can you talk a little bit about how the the change management I guess associated with with more isn't always more
1: well I, I think the execs had already been taken on the lean journey so it was in a life cycle where it was a large bank and they were pivoting to sort of like agile and lean sort of practices and so the dashboard concept uh, was was new, um, but I thought, hey, let's let's just let's just modernise, let's just get with the same sort of discussion and, and language. Yeah. And um, you know, the da- like if they wanted to do a deep dive. So if we, for for instance, were wanting to look at our our risk pro- uh, profile, mm-hmm. and you know, how many risks are still sitting in that sort of sixty day plus, and nobody has even you know done a review on them. Well, we would, you know, do a deep dive in a specific sort of, you know, focus area. So I guess there was already momentum uh, when the dashboard was presented and I, I, I kind of sort of gave them a heads up. You know what, we're, we're looking at the moment at transforming this sort of uh, status report into a dashboard format and it's going to have X, Y and Z. So it was a, a slow introduction but it was, it was you know, accepted with
0: open open arms. So yeah, it was good. Fantastic. I want to I jump back for a second if I may, because you used a phrase a minute ago that, um, that um, really captured me. You said that after that first week in that new PMO team, you were hooked. You used the word hooked. I felt hooked as well when I first went into the PMO. I kind of felt I'd had all of these skills, delivery, business analysis, but I found a a place in in the world my place in the world in PMO it sounds like you've kind of had a similar awakening what was it about the experience that hooked you you'd obviously been quite a high performing delivery manager Mm -hmm. um you've come you've landed on Mars to to use your words now you want to stay on Mars why are you staying on Mars?
1: Yep well, there was so much opportunity for improvement, yeah. Um, it was a great team of people, even though they were a little bit apprehensive as to this sort of Martian that landed. Um, you know, I, I was accepted and, you know, we, we got on like, like a house on fire uh, pretty quickly. So, you know, where we, there's opportunity, where you can add value, um, and, and some of those opportunities, you know, were, were low-hanging fruit. Others were sort of more of a longer piece that, that needed to be sort of, you know, scoped and,
0: and established.
1: But, um, yeah, it was the opportunity.
0: Yeah, fantastic. So lots of opportunities usually stem from lots of challenges. So what are you, um, what would you rate as, as really the things you see time and again? What are, the, what are the common challenges that you would expect to face going into a, either a, a new setup or, or or moving into a new role?
1: Yeah, I think uh, earlier on in my PMO career, um, you know, the function was completely misunderstood. Oh, we've got resources that are going to come to our project meetings and take minutes. Fabulous. Uh, Yeah, yeah, just misunderstood. Um, Perhaps a lack of understanding as to the the value that the the PMO can, can bring, and I guess that's part of being misunderstood. Um, in, in some projects, um, a lot of funding for specific, apps, you know, aspects, but, oh, ooh, we're, well, we need to sort of cut corners with our PMO sort of stuff. So often underfunded and understaffed. Um, some of the challenges as well, much like walking into a team, some have been there sort of 10 years, there's a specific way of doing stuff. Well, that's the way we do it. And,
0: you know, why do we
1: need to change something if it's not broken? So they're the main
0: things that come to
1: mind.
0: Yeah. um, Um, I I like this idea um, of, of, you know, a general kind of bucket of misunderstanding. The way I often talk about it is to use that term value, you know, and that can be different in different organisations, or is always different in different organisations. Where you have a misunderstanding or a lack of understanding about, pmo value how would you tickle how would you tickle how would you typically um not don't tickle it how would you typically deal with that so misunderstanding you know not not
1: understanding value it's it's usually an education thing yeah and it's actually articulating you know this is the pmo this is what we do these are the principles of of operating and this is how we add value you know, and, and also being so bold to sort of say, you know, we we can add value and we will measure that value and we will sit down with you to sort of share how we're tracking on that value.
0: So for me, that's a big differentiator to a high-performing PMO, the ability to pull out those metrics and to show that value in quantifiable terms, huge. And you can't do it on everything always, but where you can do that, it is is huge. I, I absolutely agree. So you're 10 years down the line now of your purely PMO journey. You've been on Mars for 10 years. Um, What do you kind of pull out as your kind of career-defining moments? What are the highlights of that journey for you?
1: Yeah, I I guess over the last 10 years, it's just the, the ongoing transformation, you know, how PMOs or delivery support functions have just been so adaptive. Um, I guess a career-defining moment uh, was not when I was actually, you know, part of a PMO, but part of a a, a program manager, mm-hmm. and you know, leading into um, an estimation. So we were looking at funding and estimation, and the whole estimation process was was based on resource profile. And so it's, you know, sort of 11 o'clock at night and I'm sort of struggling to sort of, you know, get stuff done and bingo, the resource profile is corrupted. And um, there was someone from the PMO, unfortunately, uh, in the office at this time and, you know, the the PMO were a lifesaver. I mean, they were able to sort of like just assist and, and really just turn this horrendous situation around just by, you know, their their ability to to sort of drill into sort of data so that resource profile, you know, was cached in some point in the system. Uh, They were able to sort of piece together, um, you know, information so that I didn't miss my deadline. So that was a real awakening as to, you know, if you've got a value-add PMO sitting by your side they
0: are just their gold yeah absolutely agree 100 so what do you think then as we we've talked about before and we've talked about many times every pmo is different depends on the industry the business the makeup of the team what though do you think are those essential key success criteria what makes a good pmo a good pmo in your view
1: um a great PMO
0: is is an enabler.
1: They enable the delivery community to get on with delivery. You know, they partner. They they're adaptive. They they're hungry to sort of continuously continuously improve processes, frameworks, again to enable. So yeah, I, I think that's that's absolutely critical.
0: Yeah, lovely. And um, if you were to give uh, a newbie, somebody green, maybe coming out of the delivery space or maybe a PMO analyst or coordinator, somebody who aspired to be a, a PMO leader, yep. um, what tips would you give them um, to before they kind of set out on, on this journey?
1: Yeah, um, I guess it's not so much the technical skills as much as the softer skills, you know, around, you know, just active listening um, ask don't don't be backwards in coming forward with asking you know questions. Um, you, you're there to sort of you know engage and partner uh, with your stakeholders. That's absolutely critical. Uh, you need to be understanding what what's needed, you know, um, and and just approach the role with a growth mindset. You know you, you might be in a PMO one day. And then a transformation office the next. Now, similar but different. But, and there's different sort of practices that might apply. Um, just know that there's some core skills that, you know, once you, you get the foundation of, will just launch you into a variety of opportunities. So, yeah, just um, growth mindset, don't be shy,
0: um, and just seek out those growth opportunities. Yeah, it's great. It's great comments. I think one of the interesting things about PMO leaders, great PMO leaders, I think they're sometimes a little bit like unicorns. That's why I think this series will be so useful to people. It's very hard to to say exactly what it is, but you, you know one when you when you see one. One of the um, one of the final questions I wanted to to ask you is: I, I know you have um, an athletic background. I know you've done a, a lot of competitive sport. And you're a very disciplined person. It's obvious when you have, you know, even from the earliest time, I think we met I thought, this is a lady who knows what she wants and knows how to get it. (laughs) So wild card question. What do you take from your background uh, in in sports and and athletics that you um, have utilised in your uh, PMO leadership career? Um, The common denominator
1: is people, you know, and uh, people are inspired, And people have growth opportunities and engage, you know, through that sort of open communication, understanding, you know, sort of where someone's at, you know, um, being able to sort of coach, to move forward, to share. Um, So it's all part of that journey. Um, And it doesn't matter whether it's in an office, in a bank or, you know, on the field or in a canoe somewhere in the middle of an ocean somewhere it's about sort of tapping into that sort of you know all those soft skills that people aspect being part of a team and you know working working with each other and for each other
0: to sort yeah, of yeah yeah thank you well look thank you very much for answering my questions and for sharing your knowledge and your wisdom with us uh alex Floro, thank you thanks louise thanks so much for listening don't forget to check out the pledge consulting website and of course you can follow us on twitter and on linkedin to stay up to date with future podcast series and, and other events see you on the next one